Good afternoon. Thank you for coming out for our very first graduation of the 2023 baseball season. Jared Craig Schuster. First round pick from 2020 out of Wake Forest University. Mr. Schuster, in his three-year minor league career, compounded an 11-10 and 10 record and a 3.65 ERA in 50 games, 47 starts, comprising 237 innings. In those 237 innings, he struck out 258 batters and only walked 72. Please give a warm round of applause for Mr. Jared Schuster. Welcome to the OFR Farm Report, your look at the Atlanta Braves minor league system brought to you by OutfieldFlyRule.com, hosted by Andy Harris and Matt Kritzberg. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the OFR Farm Report podcast, our look at the Braves minor league system. With me, as always, my co-host, Matt Kritzberg. Hey, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well tonight, even though it's... uh... Tuesday night, and there's no minor league baseball. Uh, of the full season leagues are on their uh, kind of mid year break, and they get an extra day off. And I'm sure a lot of them appreciate it. So, uh, just kind of a little odd that we're recording on night with no minor league games. But uh, the big league team is playing and playing pretty well tonight. So I think we'll uh, take that as it is. Yeah, it's a nice quiet evening, uh, and I think some of it had to do with they they wanted teams there on July 3rd. I know um, a lot of teams are going to have their uh, 4th of July fireworks stuff going on on the on July 3rd. So I think that was a happy coincidence about mid-season as well. There was a couple interesting moves today, uh, Tuesday, specifically two-time OFR position player of the week, uh, Ethan Workinger from Augusta, is no longer from Augusta. He is moving on up to Rome. Well, we're moving on We talked about this a little bit last week, how this seems like it was going to be something that would happen very quickly, and indeed it did. Yeah, this has been coming for a while. I mean, it was just a matter of when was it going to happen. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how he fits in with the Rome outfield. I mean, they've got a a pretty good outfield there right now. I mean, got likes of Kevin Kilpatrick, and um, I know you got uh, Stephen Paolini and Caden Morton. I mean, vying for innings out there. I'm sure they'll find a way to slot him in there, but it's going to be interesting to see how Workinger does at the high A level. Yeah, for now, it's um, it's uh, Bra- uh, Brandon Mosquita is uh, on the injured list now. Uh, again, he's been having a hard time uh, just staying in the lineup, so this will be a second IL stint um, within the last uh, you know six weeks or so. Workinger will step in for that. I imagine he will get most of the playing time in right field 
with uh, uh, Kurt Patrick in center and then left field, a mixture of Morton and, uh, you know, Brandon Parker and, uh, and Paulini. But, um, you know, one thing all those Rome outfielders have in common uh, is a lot of talent, but a little um, uh, slightly underperforming in some cases, very much a lot of underperforming so far this year. Yeah, uh, Workager is kind of the opposite. He's not a guy that was very highly heralded, and he is definitely, I mean, it took him a little time to adjust, but once he did, I mean, he's been on a run for most of the season at Augusta, so it's going to be good to see how he fits in that outfield and see if he can keep that up. Yeah, and if he can keep it up, that really helps that Rome lineup. Um, I think you're looking at Kirkpatrick and Alvarez, at the top as usual, and then you can mix and match in the middle there with uh, Workinger and McCabe, another recent promote, and uh, Drake Baldwin and uh, Adam Zabrowski sharing the catching duties, and one of them usually is um, the DH, and then Quintero, Geraldo Quintero, in there somewhere as well. So that's a that's a pretty decent uh, top of the lineup there, and hopefully. Rome will be able to make some noise in the uh, second half here. Um, the first half is over, so most of the leagues have a first half, second half champion. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe any of the uh, full season affiliates for the Braves had a winning record in the first half. No, uh, Mississippi was at 500 going into the final week. It uh, went two and four, so they finished under 500. Gwinnett's well under 500, so yeah, that's kind of where everybody ended up um, at the midterm. Yeah, I actually think Augusta might have had the best winning percentage of them, and they never really were in contention once they uh, dropped all those games to Myrtle Beach a few weeks back. So um, hopefully they'll turn that around um, this this second half. Uh, and I think the way it's lined up, it feels like Rome might have the best shot here, but uh, certainly Mississippi is uh, – is capable of making some noise as well. Yeah, Mississippi has a lot more interesting roster than they had at the beginning of the season with uh, guys, uh, Landon Stevens and uh, um, doing a lot better on offense. Uh, the, the year Drew Lugbauer's had, and he just came off the injured list today. Uh, Jesse Franklin's off the injured list. So they've got a pretty good bit of pop in their lineup. So uh, it's going to be fun to see how they do. Um, and plus, when they got the likes of uh, Tanner Gordon moved down from Gwinnett um, and most of their rotation is doing very well this season. So I th- think they got a legitimate shot of doing something in the second half. In uh, Gwinnett, uh, a couple of uh, friendly faces are returning to the team. Uh, Charlie Colberson and Seth Elledge, both um, signing minor league deals and reporting to Gwinnett. Um, we'll see how long Colberson is there for, because it sounds like the Braves are about to make a, change as far as their bench composition um they had brought chadwick trump up when uh, when uh, sean murphy was uh, injured but they didn't put murphy on the il so they've been operating without a backup infielder here for now a little over a week so um but it sounds like they're about to change that and the two most likely candidates to come up for Trump are Culberson and Luke Williams, who is already on the 40-man roster. Yeah, they've got uh, room on the 40-man roster. I mean, that I means they never filled Culberson's spot, so they can put him just right back on again. I believe Brian Snitker announced on um, before the game on Tuesday they want to see how Sean Murphy gets through the night's game, and then they would likely make a move. So I think that will happen. And I believe, I, I believe the 
it was mentioned, I think Justin Toscano of the AJC mentioned that Culberson leaving and then signing a new deal was kind of a way to kind of skirt the t- being uh, not being down for 10 days when a player has been optioned. And I believe tomorrow would have been the 10th day anyway, so it was pretty close regardless. But uh, they could just add him right back into the mix. And just like before, he'll just sit on the bench unless they just kind of need somebody in a blowout one way or the other to fill in a spot here or there. So it seems, sounds like they're just going to go back to the status quo prior to Sean Murphy's injury. And they made another um, change this past week. Uh, A.J. Smith-Shaver was uh, sent back down to Gwinnett, and uh, they haven't filled his spot yet. It's temporary filled with reliever Derek Rodriguez. But um, the, it's widely speculated that Michael Soroka will be coming up to make the start tomorrow on Wednesday. So that news will probably happen before this podcast even drops. So, um, hey, everybody, future, future Andy, Andy here. here. So as we were editing this podcast, as it turns out, the Wednesday starter will be Colby Allard coming off the 60-day disabled list and making a start for the Atlanta Braves against the Twins on Wednesday afternoon. Surprise! Back to the show. Now, Michael Soroka's last start for Gwinnett was pretty brilliant. Um, He pitched seven innings of the seven-inning game. It was part of a doubleheader. Had a no-hitter until the final batter who uh, hit a home run, unfortunately, to get rid of the no-hitter and the shutout. But uh, Soroka came back and got the next guy. So it's a really great start for Soroka. He's been good in, in both of his starts since being sent back down. Um, so, um, he's probably going to face the twins in an afternoon game tomorrow. Um, Matt, do you, what do you think this means for Smith Shaver? First of all, I think he just, uh, he needs more development. He's, he's still only 20 years old. I mean, he showed that he had, had signs of being effective at the major league level, but in this last start against the Reds in Cincinnati, I mean, he just, he got hit knocked around pretty good, but basically every Atlanta pitcher got knocked around pretty good in that series. I don't think it was unless he just came out through seven innings of shutout ball, I think this was going to happen regardless. And I think that's part of two is probably going to be kind of trying to manage his workload because this is his, uh, only his second professional season. <laughs> and um, they, they probably want to keep his innings a minimum. And so he'll be joining the Gwinnett rotation. He's still got development to go. I mean, they kind of just brought him in because they really didn't have a whole lot of other choices. Um, I was a little surprised they didn't send down Jared Schuster instead, but it seems like that's going to come probably after the all-star break when uh, Max Freed returns. Yeah, that was the other big news. Uh, Max Freed now throwing bullpen sessions. It seems like the next thing for him will be throwing a simulated game. And if that goes well, he'll go on a a minor league rehab assignment. So that's very exciting for Braves fans, uh, inserting him back into this rotation. Braves have been on a tremendous run, and the fact that they've done it without Max Fried and Kyle Wright in the rotation uh, has just been tremendous. Yeah, and it helps that they've got their offense. They're just bludgeoning teams. They're just looking for innings out of the pitchers on the back end of the rotation, and they've, they've been getting them for the most part. I know, um, obviously, Cincinnati was pretty bad this weekend where you had Schuster and smith Shawver. Uh, not giving a whole lot of innings and really having to tax that bullpen. But uh, hopefully Soroka can help that out. Now, one thing Soroka did that was really impressive in his last start beyond the obvious near no hitter is that he got through the seven innings on just 80 pitches. Right. Um, He has been, even through most of this rehab, even when he was 
you know, battling the control problems a little bit. Um, he still was being fairly efficient with his pitches. Um, he would walk some guys, but then he would then turn around and get guys with some ground balls or, or uh, you know, have some short at bats as well. So uh, that'll be something that'll be uh, welcome to the Atlanta bullpen as well. Yeah, because they, uh, they definitely need the uh, kind of the break from the work because they got absolutely just bludgeoned in Cincinnati. And big problem, I mean, it was big that Spencer Strider put in as many innings as he did on Monday night because the whole back end of the bullpen was going to be unavailable. So if, uh, let's say, if Strider had only gone about five innings, the uh, bullpen would have been very, very interesting. Yeah, Strider came out huge. Uh, so so much for my theory that he's just fatigued, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just another little temporary uh i mean it happens i mean I have ups and downs throughout the season he had a, a couple of down starts in a row and people start thinking there's something wrong with him just because his uh, fastball is down at half a tick yeah no he 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 pretty much um I mean, he was brilliant he was a that was a beautiful start against a pretty pretty hard-hitting t- twins team here <laughs> For Gwinnett this week, uh, they went in t- uh, th- to the break um, hoping to improve upon their record because they're near the bottom of the uh, International League West Division. Unfortunately, uh, I mean, they did have a decent week. They went 4-2, and two, but uh, still uh, didn't make up in- any ground. Uh, they got a lot of good starting pitching this week. We mentioned the Soroka start. That was on um, Thursday. But at the beginning and the end of the week, Alan Winans, um, the, the rock of the formation, on Tuesday, he went seven and two-thirds innings, gave up just one earned run, struck out seven. And on Sunday, he had a quality start. It wasn't quite as impressive. Gave up three runs over six innings. So he, he did very well this week. I uh, mentioned the Soroka start. Um, very, another very impressive start this week was from recent edition Justice Sheffield. Score, six scoreless innings, gave up just two hits, two walks, struck out five, um, and did only 77 pitches. So pretty nice outing for him, and we'll see if he can uh, build upon that. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, Dylan Dodd, I mean, he, he has been had a rough season, not only in Atlanta, but in Gwinnett as well. Gave up seven earned runs over just four innings, gave up 10 hits, and he's got an ERA of 7.94 at AAA now. Landed on the IL after that outing as well. Yeah. And uh, Colby Allard, he uh, not super impressive, two and two-thirds innings, two runs on five hits. I believe he's on a pitch count, too. Uh, I think he only went about 50 pitches in his first start and he went 62 pitches on his second start so i'm guessing he's still his next start he might be in kind of a 70 to 75 range so not looking for any six seven any outings out of him just looking for him to get his work in and get him in line for if uh, they need another starter because with dylan dodd on the injured list i mean aj smith shaver is probably the first one up but you gotta think that guys like alan winans and colby allard would be following right behind him all right uh for the hitters not a lot of offense this week but um Recent addition, uh, Jesus Aguilar, who was uh, signed after he uh, the Oakland A's had let him go. He was three out of 14 this week. Only played in four games and still made two errors at first base, but obviously he's not there for his uh, defense. Uh, Luke Williams, who we mentioned earlier, would be a possible addition. He had a good week, uh, six for 17 with a triple, a home run, and two stolen bases. Uh, Vaughn Grissom continues to kind of just plug along. He doesn't have any, he's not having any spectacular weeks, but he's not having any bad weeks either. He's just been real steady this season. Had a 770 OPS, uh, two doubles, a triple, and five RBI. Um, 
Greg Shoemake had finally got off the mat. He uh, had been just rough ever since uh, getting sent down from Atlanta, but he had a good week going 5 for 16 uh, with a 938 OPS. They had some issues with their catching this week because with Chadwick Tromp in Atlanta, they also suffered injuries to Hendrick Clementina and Joe Hudson, so they basically had no catchers. Um, they signed Dominic Rolio off the street uh, after he'd been let go by the Diamondbacks and called up Arden Paps, the uh, third-string catcher for Mississippi, and they've been doing a pretty decent job. Um, Rolio had a home run in his first game as a striper, and uh, Paps had one on Sunday, so they've uh, kind of stepped in to help shoulder some of the load until Chadwick Trump can get back. Moving on to Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi went into their final week of the first half uh, with a 500 record, hoping to improve upon that and finish with a winning record. Unfortunately, it just did not happen. Uh, They uh, lost their first game of the series, won the next two, and then dropped the final three games of the series. And the offense was really deficient this week. Uh, They scored two runs or fewer in four out of their six games. But they did get some really good pitching this week. Uh, Scott Blewett had six shutout innings. Uh, Luis Diavila Gave up one run over six and a third. Um, Domingo Robles, two runs over six innings. And Tanner Gordon finished off on Sunday with one run over six innings. So uh, really good starting pitching. Uh, in the bullpen, um, some very good performances as well. Daisbel Hernandez had a couple more scoreless outings. I don't know how long they're going to keep him at Mississippi, but he's been performing very well on his rehab assignment. So I wonder if they might be looking to move him up to Gwinnett in the near future, uh, even though they've got a pretty uh, stacked bullpen there as well. And also, Victor Vodnik had two more scoreless appearances this week. He has been just on a run here ever since the beginning of May. Since May 3rd, he has a 0.77 ERA, a whip of barely over one, with 36 strikeouts over 23 in the third innings. He's not giving up a lot of hits, but he is uh, he's still got a pretty decent walk rate. But uh, hopefully he can uh, get that brought down because that seems to be probably the thing, main thing that's keeping him from getting moved up to AAA at this point. All right, looking at the offense, like I said, they didn't have a whole lot of offense this week, but uh, there were a couple of bright spots. Uh, Tyler Tolvey um, has an on-base streak that's reached 18 games now as he went 4 for 11 with an RBI. Uh, Justin Dean, um, after being moved back down from Gwinnett, uh, 6 for 20 with two home runs and two stolen bases. And Javier Valdez, uh, he's had a very impressive season. He's over a 900 OPS, uh, went 4 for 10 with a double and four RBIs, and also had eight walks for the week. <laughs> so, uh If nothing else, he is getting on base a whole lot. All right. Well, Rome finished up their northern swing of their uh, schedule. They dropped uh, four games of six uh, against Jersey Shore, finishing the first half at 30 and 36, uh, six games back of uh, Greensville. They'll be returning home on Wednesday uh, to face Bowling Green Hot Rods yet again. Uh, I will be there Wednesday and probably Friday as well. So uh, looking for some um, action from a new revamped Rome lineup. 
Uh, third baseman Dave McCabe continued to hit well, um, though he, he does seem to be battling something that's, that's been nagging him. He only played in the first three games of that series. This is after a series in which he missed the first part of the series. So um, so something is bothering him, uh, but um, when he is in there, he's been hitting. Uh, Keyshawn Oggins also played pretty well, uh, six for 19 with two doubles and a homer and a walk. Uh, other than that, though, the offense was pretty tepid all the way around. Uh, on the uh, pitching side, uh, Ian Mejia continued to um, put up quality starts. He went uh, six innings and allowed two runs and struck out five. Unfortunately, the uh, team lost 2-1. Uh, on Thursday's game, uh, Luis Vargas and Patrick Halligan, this was something I don't think I'd ever seen before. They literally split the game in half uh, with Luis Vargas pitching the first four and two thirds and then Halligan pitching the final four and one third. Uh, you can't divide up a nine inning game in e- more evenly than that. Uh, Vargas was very good. He scattered seven hits, allowed two runs, but Halligan was really good. Uh, only allowed one hit and two walks in his four and a third. Um, and those were the, uh, the best pitching performances for Rome last week. Uh, moving on to Augusta. They had their own northern swing, although it was only one series uh, on the Eastern Shore, Maryland, Delmarva Shorebirds. Uh, again, they also dropped they dropped uh, three of five games. There was one cancellation due to inclement weather, and with both teams out of the um, first half playoff consideration at that point, it was canceled and not made up. Uh, they'll return on Wednesday at home against the Columbia Fireflies. Jorge Bautista continues to put up quality starts. Um, Second week in a row now, he went seven innings, uh, this time allowing three runs and four hits and struck out four. Um, Spencer Schwellenbach, who got some welcome news this week. um, Today he was announced that he will be the Braves' representative for the uh, Futures game at the uh, Major League All-Star weekend. So, um, Hopefully he will be able to get in the game. Uh, he's been on a really good run here. Uh, again, throwing uh, six innings. So this is his second consecutive quality start. It only allowed one run on five hits. Uh, though uh, Augusta would again lose that game because of uh, uh, poor offense. But the really good news for Augusta was the uh, start put in by Owen Murphy, who we had talked about last week had been on a run of uh, uh, poor quality starts. Well, he um, only had a career high 12 strikeouts in five and two thirds innings. And uh, for a change, the Jackets actually won that game too, three to two. So uh, Owen Murphy having a a nice uh, bounce back up in Maryland. And uh, he was the only one to have a career high in strikeouts. Uh, right-hander Giancarlos Lara also uh, punched out 10 in four and two-thirds innings, um, allowing he allowed four unearned runs as the Jackets uh, committed three errors behind him. But they still managed to hold out and win that one five to four. Our OFR position player of the week was Ambiorz Tavares, uh, who uh, had probably his best week as a professional, uh, going six for 14, uh, had three doubles, a triple, two walks. So um, great week for Tavares. Um, still, still striking out a good bit, but you throw up that kind of production and people don't 
care so much about it. And then, of course, Ethan Workinger, uh, in his final, what turned out to be his final week in Augusta, six for 17 with a double, six walks just on base a ton as usual. Uh, he's working on his own on base streak and uh, he'll carry that to Rome with him. And then quickly in the uh, complex leagues, um, uh, down in the DSL, uh, someone that that has got off to a little bit of a slow start uh, it was a shortstop, Carlos Cordero, who um, was the highest dollar um, bonus infielder of the uh, 2023 international class. He really took off last week. He went uh, six for 13 with a double and four walks. And I, he, I saw that he's kept that up the first two games of this week as well. So it looks like Cordero is getting hot at the right time. Also, infielder Angel Nieblas was 5 for 15 with a double, a triple, and two stolen bases as well. So the two of them are kind of uh, flip-flopping second base. Both of them are playing a little bit of shortstop two. Um, we'll see how that all shakes out. But uh, it's good to see those guys get going. DSL Braves also getting some solid starting pitching from Edward Cedeno and Jose Pineda. Uh, he, uh, they uh, uh, pitched four and three innings apiece with, uh, without allowing runs. So, so those starters still ramping up a little bit, but uh, those two seem to have uh, stood out a little bit on, in the early going here. Uh, in the FCL, um, they actually won two of five games, which was nice. Uh, that runs the record to six and nine. Uh, the uh, infielder Luis Sanchez had a really big week, uh, five for 11 with a double, a triple, five walks, four RBIs. He mostly plays uh, third base, but also plays second base as well. Um, infielder Lecher Figueroa, and I have no idea if I'm saying that right, but We'll say that I am. Uh, he had a home run. He's had a nice run as well uh, so far. He's mostly been playing second base. On the flip side, um, you know, Diego Benitez, he's, he was the top uh, money prospect of the 2022 international class. Uh, kind of a rough year last year in the DSL Braves. Um, these, now he's with the FCL Braves. Still hasn't really found his way at the plate yet. He's hitting 204. Uh, with a 259 on base percentage. Um, so they're running him out there every day. Hopefully he, he can uh, find his way. So we'll keep an eye on him, uh, but uh, it's been real slow going for him so far. Uh, right-hander Rodri Munoz, who is down there working on stuff, we assume. Uh, he had made two more starts last week. Each one was two innings. Uh, allowed two hits and uh, an unearned run and struck out five. Uh, he should be performing well. He's, you know, playing against guys that are way lower than him. But we'll see how long he stays down there. Um, Matt, any conjecture at this point? I know we talked about maybe they're stretching him out to start again, but that doesn't seem to be what's happening. No, in fact, um, and this is recorded on Tuesday, the uh, – um, complex league uh, teams play today. Uh, Rodri Munoz came in in relief in today's game. Uh, In fact, the game was started by Jackson Stevens, who uh, 
is on a rehab assignment. Uh, uh, Stevens pitched a scoreless inning, and then Munoz came in and pitched two scoreless innings, but he did give up two hits and two walks. So it doesn't seem like they're trying to stretch him out. So obviously he's working on something down there. Yeah. All right. And that'll do it for the wrap-up. Uh, Matt, you got anything else? No, I think that'll do it. Um, like I said, we kind of reviewed the first half. Uh, we'll start fresh uh, for some of these teams next week, and we'll see how it goes from there. We're, what, about two, three weeks from the draft now, so we're getting closer by the day. Yeah, it's uh, it's not it's a little less than two weeks, right? So, yeah, as usual, we'll, we'll have our normal show that week, and then we'll do a draft special um, about midweek for that week. Uh, and then probably take the following week off. That's what we did last year. So, and that seemed to work well. So, but for now, uh, we will be back next week and, um, hopefully I'll have some good stories from Rome. All right. All right. Have a good one. No, rien de rien. No, je ne regrette rien. Ni le bien. Chagrin, mes plaisirs, je n'ai plus besoin de balayer les amours avec leur trémolo, balayer pour toujours, je repars à zéro. Ça commence à...